0: I see with my own naked eye. I gotta cut the cord and fall away. That instinct I can justify. And on, please. Dumois has the whole did story. Did you hear what Dumois, Dumois? said? Who is it? Oh, Can you believe this blind item? Dumois was on that story a long time Sunday ago. Sunday mean celeb sightings with I Dumois. I just DM Dumois. I cannot believe what I just read about. I need Dumois. more. I need to hear more.
1: Hello, and welcome to Do You, the show where you'll hear all the latest in celeb gossip and special exclusives that are not shared on my Instagram or anywhere else. I'll be your guide into the world of celeb news, sightings, and secrets. I will be giving you all of the information I have on your favorite topics every week. This week, we're talking about the Vampire Diaries Convention, The White Lotus Season 3, Bella Hadid, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, some insider publicist insight, the Academy Museum Gala, the tree pain situation, and a few unexpected celeb pairings. We're discussing all of this with an anonymous entertainment publicist who's worked in Hollywood with A-plus clients for almost two decades. Let's get started. Okay, Ferris, we're about to talk about one of my favorite things. Do you know what it is? Oh, girl.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know. It starts with a capital D. That's DoorDash. (laughs) Did you know you
1: can order alcohol on DoorDash? You can? (laughs) Yes. Yes, you can. And I love this about DoorDash, especially if I'm having company like on a Friday night or Thursday night and I'm working all day and I don't have time to run to the store or run to the liquor store. I can just order it on DoorDash. You can dash it. I can dash it. Don't have to leave. Can continue working, continue in the newsroom, Mm -hmm. never have to leave the
0: newsroom basically. Wow. So you can just like get that news out there at the same time as making sure your incoming guests are going to have the libations that they want.
1: Exactly. Which is why I love DoorDash. It makes it so convenient, so seamless, so easy. I've never been let down by a DoorDash delivery. I mean, that's true. Ain't that the truth? (laughs) Beer, wine, mixers, mocktails. We love a mocktail. And more can be delivered straight to your door. So get your drinks in hand without lifting a finger with DoorDash. And use code DOYOU24 to get 25% off up to a $15 value. When you spend $35 or more on drinks through DoorDash, for eligible users only, terms apply. Must be 21 plus to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Here on Do You, we do not like misleading info. That's why I do my best to be transparent with the most up to date intel on all of your favorite celebs. You can trust that I will never intentionally dupe you. Sadly, in life, we do have to deal with a lot of sneaky terms, annoying bill hikes, and exorbitant fees that we did not anticipate. We call that yada yada. Here on Do You, we do not like yada yada. Now, you could spend all of your time combing through contracts or you could just skip the hassle and go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile, helping you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada. Never settle for less. I know I never do. And now that I don't have to worry about sneaky yada yada, I have time to dedicate my time to making the best content for you guys. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Hey, Faris. Hey, do. How you doing? Doing okay. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing great. Um, We had a very exciting weekend.
0: We went to a special place down south.
1: (laughs) We did go to a special place. Um, We took an airplane to this special place. Um, The special place being Mystic Falls. Mystic motherfucking falls. (laughs) For for (laughs) all the Vampire Diaries fans out there, you'll know exactly where that is Mm -hmm. and if you're not a vampire diaries fan um you should be you should be and that is where they filmed the show the vampire diaries in covington georgia um yeah fictionally known as mystic falls Uh, it is actually a place yes we were invited to a convention to a vampire diaries convention Mm -hmm. we flew down there Mm -hmm. first of all Let's give a big thank you and a big shout out. Yes. So
0: it was run by a company, Epic Events and Entertainment. And Alexis is the owner. She was so amazing. She and Amani, who also works for the company, they were so gracious and inviting us down there helping us attend so many great experiences so thank you so much Alexis Imani Alexis you did such a wonderful job in setting all of this up for everybody and she was explaining to me like she she started the company because she's a huge fan I love that and she was like you know what I want I want this convention to be for the fans totally immersive which was made it so special and she totally launched this whole thing So I was just blown away. I like must have thanked her. And she's like a young woman, right? Who started this Uh, young
1: entrepreneur. Yep. I love that. Yep, I love that. Um, So we went down to Mystic Falls. I didn't personally go to the convention, but I did go to the town of Mystic Falls. I saw Elena's house. Mm -hmm. I saw
0: Mystic Grill. Caroline's house. Caroline's house. What else? The clock tower. The clock tower. The town square where so many like school and like town meetings happened. Um, Stefan and Damon's cars were outside of Mystic Grill, parked so people can take pictures. Right. And also at the Covington Welcome Center. Where Paul Wesley's meet and greet was, was a whole film, TV, and film museum because Covington, um, a lot of things were filmed there, not just the Vampire Diaries. I found out like a Friday the 13th was filmed there, many, many other things. So they had all of these props, all of this set from Vampire Diaries. And it was just, I could have spent hours in there, honestly, because there was just so many cool things like Damon's bed, Damon's bathtub the couch from the salvatore mansion the welcome to mystic fall sign like all clothing clothing that they wore on set um like the stocks, like that you, <laughs> you mean know, the stakes the stakes not stocks, <laughs> the stakes that killed the vampires the wooden stakes the wooden stakes alaric's like vampire killing equipment like it was so cool so if you were a huge fan like i i am it was really interesting because you're like oh my god that episode and and there was the prop so that was really special really cool for for us to see and, and take pictures of. So tell Video. us about
1: the meet and greet. You, you met Paul Wesley. You met Nina Dobrev.
0: I did. Tell us about those experiences. OK, so I'll start with Nina. So Nina Dobrev's meet and greet was at her character Elena's house, uh, which just happens to be two doors down from Caroline Forbes, the, ca- the character Caroline Forbes, played by Candace King's house. It's, no, it's across the street. No, it's two houses down on the same side. No, it's literally across the street. No, we had to do a We remember? Elena's house is
1: on one corner. Well, yeah, you cross the street, but it's on the same side of the street. Yeah, but it's not two houses down, it's just across the street. Which oh, member on the corner? Yes. Oh remember my gosh. I didn't believe it because they're so close, oh. but obviously in T V magic it does not they make like it seem like they live further. Right. They make <laughs> yeah, it yeah, seem yeah. like she's across town. And that's yeah. why I kept saying to you, are you sure?
0: Yeah, yeah. And people That's live the in Forbes these houses. House? Yeah, obviously. people live in these houses. It's so right. crazy. Right. So I get to the meet and greet, I'm standing on the porch, like that very porch where like all of this like sh- shit went down on the show it was like magical. Did she open the door? Um she well, I mean like no. She wasn't like, "Hey guys, like do you want to come in?" Okay. Um but she, you know, we we were standing on the porch. She came up. It was her very first time back in Covington since wrapping the series finale which that's was wild. insane like yeah. she said she was very emotional being at the house being in Covington especially the house that was the very first time she was back there like that's when we crazy. were at the meet and greet so and the house looked different inside house look different inside from the um show we do have some video footage that we can post uh-huh. um but you know like the staircase like that's very um recognizable um, the porch, the like porch, of course, yeah. the door, the door, yeah. like, you know, letting like the vampires in. Like, right. Huge. Right. Um, all that. So we took um, selfies with her when I took my selfie with her. She was super gracious, super sweet. Um, gorgeous. I saw the selfie. Amazingly gorgeous. Just like an angel, like asked my name, was so personable. Uh, everyone went inside. We sat around in a circle and had a very casual Q&A where people asked her questions about her and the show personal questions weren't really accepted. Um, but I had asked her about her like doppelganger character filming and she was explaining how that was done. So she was giving a lot of tips, like behind the scenes tips, mostly of like the show and the characters and like, you know who she would play if she wasn't Elena, which she said nobody, she really liked playing Elena. So she really liked playing all those characters. Um, and then you went to another event with her, which was held yep. at a restaurant slash bar. Yep. The Social Goat Tavern, which is right in the center of town where they film a lot of, uh, filmed a lot of other things. And that was with her and Kayla Awell, who played Vicky. Um, and that was a really fun event as well. It was also a, a QA and a format. Very, very for, uh, informal. Um, and, and then you went to Paul's meet and greet. Mm-hmm. Then I met Paul. uh, He had his Q&A first. Uh, It was a really small group, actually smaller than Nina's now that I think about it, um, where he was also answering. Really, it all. his was much more informal. Mm -hmm. I feel like he was like joking, like in in true Paul Wesley fashion. He was just very sarcastic and funny and, and very open and sweet. And um, answering fan questions, I had asked him what projects he has coming up next that he's excited about. And he said he wa- has this movie in mind that he wants to uh, create about a teacher who has a drinking problem where he'd play the teacher role. Uh, so that was exciting to hear what he's interested in doing next. Um, and during my, the selfie portion of it, everybody lines up, he gave me a hug, which obviously I died. Um, did you tell your husband? I did tell him. Did he, you show your husband the selfie of you and Paul? Yeah, and what he did like he say? didn't say anything, which <laughs> me, which which says everything. <laughs> like you know, he might as well just start packing his bags. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but Paul was so sweet. So shout out to Paul and Nina for just being so lovely. Um, and then we had the panels. So then back at the convention center, there was a bunch of panels, and I attended several. So I have a little bit of tea here um so a couple things that they were saying was paul had mentioned that on set they actually towards the end of the series actually were drinking a little bit of bourbon like he was just like we were so tired at that point like we were just like during the scenes while they were filming they were just like fuck it it was real bourbon it was like a real bourbon towards yeah like at first it was like tea i think and then they started just like putting food coloring and then they were like just give me the damn bourbon we're tired,
1: um, so that was
0: one. And then uh, Nina had mentioned apparently Nina was not originally supposed to be Elena, um, based on the in person audition. So she actually resubmitted her interview via tape, and that's what ended up getting her the role. They were like really impressed at the fact that she like really wanted to push through. Um, Julie Pleck dropped some major intel. So uh, the person that was hosting one of the panels asked. Um, is it true that there's going to be a Vampire Diary movie in the future? And she said, quote, apparently it's somebody's desire to do that. It's a conversation that's being had somewhere and was like nervously laughing and like kind of like looking around, like giving kind of those those eyes, you know. So that was fun to hear. So it sounds like something's in the works. Something might be in the works. And then um, the last thing was some uh, fan because during these panels, fans got to come up and ask questions. Somebody asked about the relationship between Paul and Nina in the beginning, which um, we all know, we've all heard, like it was a little bit strange in the beginning when they first started working together, and and they admitted that. And then Nina went on to just gush about um, her relationship with Paul now, saying, quote, we go go on trips together all the time. We go snowboarding with our significant others. She's like, I love you, Paul, just like, gushing on him. And Paul, of course, was like, oh, I love you too, Nina. (laughs) Uh." But they were like, they were super funny. And it was just a really great experience. So I encourage anyone to check out Epic Events. Alexis, hats off to you for for an awesome time. Thank you so much for having us.
1: Okay, great. I am so excited for today's guest. First of all, Ferris, today's guest is a first. We have someone who on our screen on Zoom, it says, Anon, please. Maybe it's moi. <laughs> Maybe it's uh, me talking to myself. Um, well, today's today's guest um, is an entertainment publicist who's worked in Hollywood with A plus clients for almost two decades. Welcome, Anon, please. Welcome.
2: I I've never liked myself more than I do in this moment. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm thrilled. Um, to talk to you and Ferris today and, and remain anonymous. Um because, you know, having having a job and still having clients, um, publicists are not supposed to be ever be the main story. So it's it's helpful to always have the perspective, but um to do it privately because we're not people. Only only our clients are.
1: <laughs> exactly. Very well said. And we are grateful to have you know, this POV, which we've never really had before. I mean, I've definitely talked to publicists, um, offline and, you know, off the record pretty frequently, actually the past, uh, year or so I've, I've actually connected with a bunch of different publicists. You, you being one of them, you've always been so nice and gracious to me and I really appreciate that. Yeah. And I really, I really do appreciate that. And, um, you know, correcting things wrong that I was saying and, um, being really nice about it. So thank you for that. And thank you for coming on. I just want to let everyone know. Anon, please, is an an actual person. I do know who she is. (laughs) She is really a publicist. I can confirm and verify that. It's
0: not AI. It's not AI. She she
2: knows where I live. She has my social security (laughs) number, my 401k.
1: Exactly. Um, okay. So Anon, please, have you ever run into any of the vamps? in your publicist life?
2: I have not run into them in my publicist life, but a dear friend of mine happens to be a dear friend of, uh, Nina and Sean's and, um, everything that she's ever shared with me has been super glowing. It sounds like they're a very, very down to earth couple. Um, that uh, seems especially happy at the moment.
1: Mm, okay. Especially happy. Especially mm-hmm. happy. Hmm. Could be the holidays. The holidays makes people really happy. Oh, for sure. For sure. They do. Yeah. The holiday spirit does yep. have an effect on people. There's Pretty a certain so.
2: sparkle, you know, to the holiday season.
1: Oh, yes. Somebody yes. says. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yes. Huh.
0: Interesting.
1: I would love a sparkle this holiday season. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's get started with the topics of the week. What's first?
0: First is talking about the White Lotus casting for season three, which is going to take place in Thailand.
1: Okay, great. So everyone has been asking who's been cast for White Lotus. Obviously, there was that rumor going around that Harry Styles shaved his head because he was being cast in White Lotus. I believe that has been officially shut down. I never thought that was true. Had did that rumor ever reach you? I have never. I had heard about it um,
2: through you, but oh. I had I had not heard about it um, sort of behind the scenes or from any of the trade reporters I work with. Um, I don't think it's it was ever a real thing. But it would be nice to know if there was a reason for that decision. I'm still confused by it. Not that we're talking about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think he probably, maybe, just needed a fresh start. You know, like sometimes your hair gets like weighs you down. Yeah, weighs you yeah. down, or it gets like it gets damaged. You know, he was on he was on tour. Maybe there was product in it, and you just need a fresh start.
2: I will say, my husband has a great head of hair, uh, similar to Mr. Styles, and occasionally, every once in a while, I'll come home to a surprise, and he's buzzed it all off.
1: There you go. So That's what it, I think happened. It could, mm-hmm. it could be just that. Okay. Well, back to White Lotus season three. Someone did tell me that, actually a couple people told me that there is one cast member who is locked and loaded. They asked that I didn't reveal who, so I kind of gave a little hint in a subscriber live, and my hint was I was trying to imitate him, and my imitation of him was like, hey man like yeah dude like yeah like that was my imitation of the actor <laughs> <laughs> and everyone thought it was Matthew McConaughey but it's not um but I feel like it's pretty easy to guess who I'm imitating no Ferris is looking at me like I'm crazy I don't
0: do it again yeah like really uh, think about it like, ugh, really, I know this on. is
1: not, I, I guess this is just like his persona right. I don't really know imitation like oh hey,
0: oh my god wait, wait wait I think I know who Seth Rogen
1: Fuck no. No. We're not playing.
0: No. Do, <laughs> Do you have any guesses?
1: Do you have <laughs> any guesses? A non-place.
0: Um
2: the only person I've heard um well I I should start by saying I've heard that there's a really meaty role for a middle-aged white guy. Um and the person that I've heard that's been circling that role is Kyle Chandler.
1: Oh. Ooh. That would be amazing. I actually heard the same thing. It's funny because we were just tex- texting and we like said his name at the same time. And I was like, oh, that's who I heard too. I thought maybe it be someone else. But so, the person who told me that said it's not happening. So I don't know. It could, they couldn't make it work out. But he'd be amazing.
2: It oh, would be amazing, Coach. especially if they were going to. Because I think at one point Connie Britton gave an interview where she was like, "I'm in talks." So if you did have Connie and you did have Kyle, everybody would get a Friday Night Lights
1: throwback. Oh, mm-hmm. The back. nostalgia. The mean. nostalgia. Um, yeah. Somebody messaged me Elizabeth shoes name in a Q and A yesterday. Have you heard that?
2: I have not heard that, but I love that. I love it too.
1: Um, so that's it. Like, those are really the only names that I've heard that have been thrown around. The Kyle Chandler I just heard. Um, I heard imita- Matt Damon, but I know Matt that that's Damon since,
2: since has been debunked. But I did hear that oh. for a while. Oh,
1: that would have been yeah. awesome. That would have been good, too. He's so good. Yeah. Um, I actually just recently watched Oppenheimer for the first time, and he's excellent in it. Is it good? I need to watch it. It's so it. good. That movie is incredible. It's oh. so good. It's really, really good. Um, okay, so that, that's all we know. We know that it's this, hey, dude, man. <laughs> Why can't I think of who that is? I mean, people guessed. Uh, and Kyle Chandler, his name was definitely, I mean, if you've heard it anon On Please and I just heard it, I feel like that it, it was definitely a possibility. Not confirmed if it's not going to happen, but that's what I heard from the person who told me. I'd keep him in the running.
2: That's what yeah. I would say.
1: Okay, let's keep him in the running. Let's keep the, Let's keep the hope alive. Let's keep the hope alive. And and then that's it. And you heard Connie Britton and that's it. So they're being really tight lipped about this, which I kind of love because when it's announced and we see the list of names, I feel like we're going to be like, Mm -hmm. this is going to be so good. You know what I mean? So you know
2: who I would love to see on a side note? I would love to see, I know S.C. Hyam did a lot of the music for last season. Mm -hmm. I'd Mm -hmm. love to see her take a role.
1: Okay. I could see that too. Yeah. I could see her, I like that her in, in the mix for sure. For sure.
2: But Elizabeth Shoe makes a lot of sense to me because I also, I think he has this, Mike White does such a good job of sort of bringing back somebody that everybody's really familiar with and knows is super talented, but hasn't kind of seen in a while and, and elevating them in the process. And she kind of fits that mold.
1: It's so funny that you just articulated that because that is my favorite type of casting. And obviously yes. um, with my show, with uh, Max, my book, Anon, Please, has been purchased by Max to turn into a one-hour drama Huge. series. Everyone asks me, like, who do I see cast? And what you just articulated is like exactly the type of person that I see cast as some of the characters. So, I think that when that happens and it clicks and it's the right it's the right actor or actress, it's like
2: it's such a So home fun run. to
1: watch. Yeah, it's so fun to watch. I love that so much. So thank you for articulating it because I You're I've, so welcome. I've been trying Should to we sh-
2: should we start speculating now who who you're going to cast?
1: I mean, I don't I gave the producers a short list for the main character that's it. That's all we've talked about. So I don't even know what they're thinking. I have no idea. I have I have no idea. I haven't talked to them since before the strike because the strike delayed everything so much. We had a big meeting right before the strike. Um,
2: but you then, did just get two incredible writers,
1: right? But that would that we had that before the strike. We just couldn't announce it. So I knew that. I've known that since since earlier this year. I just couldn't say. I couldn't. I couldn't talk about it. Um. So, yeah, TBD. All right, Ferris, what's up next?
0: So someone in the Q&A asked, is Bella Hadid still dating the cowboy?
1: Right. And anon, please, I asked you this and you said? I've
2: heard yes. I've heard that they are hunkered in PA. I think, obviously, what's been going on in Israel and, and in Gaza um, Obviously Bella has been quite vocal about that as has her sister and so I think she's taking it easy from and staying with family it seems from my source.
1: And he is referred to as her boyfriend. Yes. Okay. Well that's great. I love that. We're happy for her. Um I think that it says a lot that she was able to step back from the spotlight you know sort of at one of the peaks of her career. And take care of herself. So,
0: yeah, that's a, a huge move on her Yeah,
1: part. for everyone speculating, you know, why she kind of, you know, fell off from the spotlight, stopped posting on social media, I think she was really sick. Mm-hmm. I mean, she said it herself. I, I feel like she's talked about it.
2: I think it's really smart because I think so many people, even after reading Britney's book, I think there comes a time where so many stars or celebrities talent need that moment just to co- almost catch their breath. And the ones that don't take it, it always catches up to them down the road. So I think it's really smart of her to do that now.
1: That's such a good point. Now, as a publicist, if you had a client in this situation, what would you predict her next move would be? Like, is she going to be cast in a huge ad campaign in 2024 and come back um, and not address her absence? Or do you think she would address it? And then start working. I'm just curious how she's gonna like reemerge. She has a little bit. She has a little bit, but not fully. I feel like.
2: Yeah, I I think you know it all depends. And I uh, I listened a few weeks ago when um, we talked about all of her journaling, which uh, I think is fabulous. It wouldn't surprise me if if she decided to come out with a book.
0: Um, Oh, fun to read.
2: Yeah and and then from there returned or pivoted into something either she wants to do or continues down the modeling path i think for somebody like bella you know and i'm i'm a huge huge real housewives fan so i've been watching that forever but it it almost seemed to me like it was such a clear cut goal for gigi and then something that sort of bella either you know, was interested in, obviously, or passionate about, but, but maybe followed by example. Um, maybe that's not ultimately what she really wants to do, but now has this, you know, she's found incredible success from it, um, and wants to, to use it as a leverage point to, to do something that, that really speaks to her. Um, that's not to say modeling doesn't, but I don't know. She has a bit of depth to her, a little bit more of an edge. I wouldn't be surprised if we see, things beyond the the modeling uh, in her career.
1: I like that. I like that. I like that prediction. And for anyone who doesn't know what you were just referring to, her journaling, um, a Demois reader had spotted her in Ojai, I think, the weekend of Donald Glover's wedding at the Ojai Valley Inn. And she was just kind of keeping to herself and journaling. Like the eyewitness literally saw her journaling. And they submitted a sighting and that's what you're referring to as the journaling. Um love just in it. case yeah. I hope too. she
2: names the title of her book, the journaling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe it's a
0: thriller. It sounds like a scary movie. It kinda does. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the ing is yeah. just immediately a horror movie.
2: In a okay. barn in Pennsylvania.
0: <laughs> the journaling. Yeah like <laughs> yeah, like the horses go crazy. The horses yeah, going nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're like, "Nay!" Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> There's a storm outside. Maybe. All right.
1: <laughs> All right. Bradley Cooper makes a cameo.
2: <laughs> Bradley. Oh my God. Yeah. Like in *Licorice like Pizza*, ran- he's some mm-hmm. crazy
1: ranch crazy guy. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Speaking of, I didn't. I didn't tell you where we were going to be talking about this, but have you heard anything about Gigi and Bradley? Because, you know, this happens so often when. People stop seeing people in paparazzi pictures or on social media posting about each other they think there's a breakup but there's something wrong so
0: no
2: people just sometimes like to stay inside
1: <laughs> okay okay like okay don't you like to stay inside sometimes oh every mm-hmm. sometimes like he barely, barely never want to leave barely, my house I barely, yeah. I barely leave the house yeah um okay what's next
0: megan and harry
1: Okay, I did a Demois subscriber, IG live last night, and somebody asked a question about Meghan and Harry. Maybe you'll be able to answer it better than I will. Um, so I'm I saved it for the podcast. This person wanted to know your thoughts on the Meghan and Harry Netflix documentary this person continues I just feel like another unspoken thing they never explicitly touched on in the film probably for legal purposes but heavily implied was the firm allowing the press to turn on Megan to help distract from the Prince Andrew Epstein scandal they couldn't explicitly say that in the doc but they hinted at how they would use negative press about another member of the royal family to distract from bigger scandals so what is your thoughts and opinions on that specifically?
2: I mean, distraction PR is definitely a strategy. It's not just one that, that I think probably the, the Royal family or the firm in this case, uh, as they refer to it, uses it. I I saw the docu series. I also read spare and it, Definitely, I think from their perspective and, and what they've shared, it definitely seems like some of the negative press they received, the timing definitely seemed suspect. Um you know, I I it's it's definitely possible, I think, from from at least Prince Harry's account, um, and, and how he details it at least in the book. It, it does seem like the role of the, quote, spare to his brother being the heir is to protect the throne and to protect the monarchy. And because you're not technically, you know, first in line, your role can be used um, and manipulated to best service the rest of the monarchy or, you know, the crown for that reason. I think they both had their fair share of press i don't think it's just megan um but i also don't know if that was the intention of that docuseries either was to go in too deep it didn't seem like that's all that series was about to me it was more about their love story and just some of the complications i think along the way that made their lives there quite difficult
1: right i i didn't watch it Did
0: I, you? i watched a few episodes yeah I agree it was a lot especially the beginning was a lot about how they met and their relationship together and yeah.
1: right but I feel like a big storyline you know that people love to latch on to is how the firm or what have you does target Megan yes. specifically which is why I think this person probably picked that out yeah. of the of the dog. yeah
2: But I would also say that, I mean, it's very clear that, like, Megan sells tabloids. Mm -hmm. Like, it may not always just be the firm. It could just be, you know, these outlets that know that they get clicks or that people will buy their papers if they're writing about her. It almost doesn't matter there's so much out there about those two it seems like it it just never sort of ends it's hard to see where the truth begins and if there's any truth at all to some of it and and i i would just say like if that if that had been a tactic if it continues to be a tactic like i think people are going to soon grow tired of it if they're not exhausted by it already
1: right well i mean i think again you you articulated it perfectly like there's so much about them like you see headline after headline You don't know what's true. You don't know what you're reading. I mean, just in the past week, I was going to ask you about some of these headlines since we were going to talk about Meghan. Um, Meghan Markle wears diamond bracelet from King Charles III after he's named as one of the, quote, racist royals. That was in reference to um, Omid Scobie's tell-all book, Endgame, which was released and it was translated, right? Wasn't this Mm -hmm. the big thing that it was translated in Sweden?
0: Dutch, right? Yeah, Dutch. a Dutch translation and in was the incorrect.
1: translation, which wasn't correct. It named the king as being one of the people who in made the, the conversation, comment. right? Right. Yeah. Just in case anyone missed that, I'm sure everyone knows. So then she's seen wearing this bracelet, and this headline is speculating that it might be a subtle show of support for the king in the wake of these allegations that he was one of the people who allegedly made the racist comment. So. Do you, do you think something like that is even possible or is she just wearing a bracelet that she likes? Basically-
2: I think she's just wearing a bracelet she likes.
1: I, okay. I mean, if we're at the point, like,
2: I don't think that they've made a statement or they've chimed in on any of this. If they're going to participate in that conversation, then just say something. You don't need to, like, subtly wear a piece of jewelry to get your point across. Um, I think that that's, that's a reach, um, in my opinion. It definitely wouldn't be something I'd advise you know, oh, why don't you just wear a piece of... <laughs> she right. might as well then just wear a T-shirt that says, like, I love my, my father-in-law. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, it just, again, like, I think in a lot of, you know, anybody that's, whether it's them or a Taylor Swift or somebody who's, you know, super A++, everybody in the world knows about them, it's so easy to use the tiniest little otherwise insignificant thing and turn it into something um, based off of pure speculation. It's just easy.
1: I agree. And I also see it being done multiple times. Time and time again. Yeah. (laughs) It's like literally the story of my life. Um, I feel like I'm constantly reading in my DMs. And you know what? I've said this before. Every once in a blue moon, the fans will get it right. Like sometimes they do notice something that's insignificant and it winds up coming true. Um, but like, that did usually-
2: anybody, like, I'm just curious if you saw, like, in that reporting, like, did it mention, like, any other time she's worn the bracelet? Like, how do we know that she doesn't wear this bracelet every day?
1: That's a good point. Right. No, it, no, it probably doesn't. You're exactly right. They're just like, you know, something sitting, to talk about. Sitting around in the newsroom looking for a headline. Right. And, it's, you it's know, easy. somebody noticed it. Yeah, and it but- also,
2: by the way, if the tabloids, you know, usually take the side of, you know, the firm, as as that, you know, one listener or reader asked about, then it behooves them if she's in support of of the king, for example, that's a better story for them because right. it basically then sends the message to the world, oh, she's okay with him, so you all can be too.
1: Right, mm-hmm. right.
0: Ooh, like a call to action. So you're saying it's like
1: a reverse psychology. I, I, the way I read that is, is oh, it's a
2: subtle sign that that like whatever happened is fine. Well, right. And and by the way, like I don't know. It it very well may be fine. Um, Right. But I don't think that that's that's because she's wearing a bracelet or not. I think you know, it it seems like this all happened a long time ago, and I don't even think, from what I read on it. You know, it seems like people already, even from the Oprah interview, suspected that it was the king who made those comments. I think the stuff in the book that seemed to be the the big takeaway was the fact that there was another person who had also made comments.
1: Now, as a publicist, do the publicists gather around like every Thursday night in a round table and laugh at these ridiculous (laughs) ridiculous headlines and all... The things that the fans are speculating that are so completely. OK, you do. We, we
2: have a witch's brew. <laughs> Publicist tavern. Lot, lots of lots of wine and do our spells and, you know. Curse all the people that make our lives so difficult.
1: <laughs> right. Um, another headline that came out this week was Prince Harry and Meghan Markle snubbed from Archie's Godfather's wedding. Do you have any intel about that? Have you heard anything about that?
2: I definitely saw it. Oddly enough, I was having dinner with a former boss of mine and he randomly like brought it up um as like, can you believe that they're not invited to? That? I'm like, why do you even like you're a 50 year old man? Why are you even talking about this? <laughs> um and yeah, I don't know. Does anybody care? I don't like, don't know. See, I, I feel like I, I know, saw like, it a, a bunch of places. Okay. So. Like, I I haven't been invited to weddings. Like, right. I, I just, again, I'm sure if that's the case, if they weren't invited, I have to believe that all of the moves or, or decisions like this are calculated or agreed upon or thought out. Or there's some sort of correspondence just because it's, you know, anything. Is it a royal wedding? Like, it's a...
1: Um, yeah, yes. Hugh Grosvenor, the Duke of Westminster. So, if for a, like, it has to be more, com- I have to believe it's more complicated
2: than just, like, they weren't invited.
1: But let me ask you a question. D- could it be they were invited and just didn't attend? Like, wh- how do, yes, like, I'm, I'm looking sure. at this right now. And it just says, according um, to the Times, that the Godfather initially wanted to invite the Sussexes, but later decided against it after realizing their presence might overshadow his nuptials. But how do we know that,
2: like, I mean, if somebody, if a source is going to say that, or the Duke of whatever, whatever, Minster, uh, whatever you said. Uh, the <laughs> West governor. Westminster The Duke yeah, of yeah. Westminster Abbey. Yeah. Um, if he, like, how do you know that they didn't invite them? Like, maybe they invited them and everybody agreed it wasn't a good idea to go. Right, exactly. Like, right. It just it it seems it again. It just that seems to me, from my perspective, too overly convenient to make the couple look bad. When again, I would just assume, like most families and most family weddings, and I'm sure, you know, I don't know if either of you are married. I know with me, my own wedding, like there are there are so many dramas and things that come up. Do we invite this person? Do we not invite this person? Oh yeah. Like yeah. It, it's not – they're not like stars. They're not
1: that much different than us, you <laughs> know, but, like, it's the
2: truth with this stuff. Like, I i mean, I don't know, but it seems like a lump of shit.
1: Okay. I mean, that's really all I just wanted to ask you about, like, the current headlines about Megan. I just – for some reason this week, I feel like it goes in waves, you know? You don't hear about it, and then one thing happens, and, you know, you get – well it kind of serves your point
2: because you know what you had asked earlier like does the firm or or the palace or the royal family like you know do they leak stories or or use distraction methods to take the heat off them so this book comes out two two members of the family are named as like making racist comments and now all of a sudden they're not invited to a wedding. She's wearing a bracelet. <laughs> like I'm sure there's a million other stories about other things that they've done this week. That would that would prove the point that you or the question you had asked earlier that the reader brought up.
1: Right. And I'm also seeing this week um, a lot of Meghan Markle slash Kate Middleton right. headlines about how, you know, obviously everyone knows the narrative. They didn't get along. They didn't like each other. Do you have any thoughts on that?
2: I, I again, like, I don't think it's that big of a deal if they didn't get along. Like, if, if it, again, like, how many people do you know that like hate their sister-in-law or don't get along with their sister-in-law? Or, or you know what I mean? Like, right? It, it's not. I don't. I think it's hard because they were positioned, at least in the beginning, like to be, you know, this this group. You know, William and his wife and Harry and his wife and let's go out and do things together um and and so i understand that that complicates things if you're not getting along behind the scenes my experience like i have a bunch of british friends and and we couldn't be we're friends and we're friendly but we're also so different like mm-hmm. people don't necessarily understand that there are still so many cultural differences even though you know we're we're basically cut from the same cloth <laughs> um between people who are british and people who are
1: not or american Um, That's interesting that you bring up cultural differences because Mm -hmm. I don't even think that anyone's considered that to be a factor. I think that they just see two people who become related through marriage and expect them to be like besties of course with different values no yeah i mean that's a good point actually i'm even just
2: like you know the level of like i feel like even with i remember like one of my friends now who's who's british like when i first met her and we met through work i showed up in at the meeting and i went in to give her a hug and she was like completely caught off guard And we joke Mm -hmm. about it now, but she's like, that's not like you shake hands and say hello and like keep a distance. It's just, there are certain things like that, which again, like if, if you operate that way or a different way, it could put somebody off and it's not, it's not intentional. It doesn't come from a bad way, but if it's not what you know, sometimes people don't like what they don't know or that seems unfamiliar to them.
1: In your opinion, and just from like, you know gossiping and being in the industry do you think that maybe that was the groundwork for their relationship getting off on a bad start if it even did I don't know I mean from
2: his book it sounds like from what I like that it sounds like there were a lot of things brewing long before anybody came along and I I I sort of walked away from reading that as though whether it was Megan or anybody else they were going to be in for a tough ride
1: Hmm okay
2: that's a good point but that's only if you if you sort of take his side of things i mean we haven't heard like william hasn't written a book kate hasn't written a book right we right have we have you know one side of the story and Mm -hmm. we all know there's three sides to every story
1: so it's
0: limited perspective yep yeah
1: okay um what's
0: next uh this past sunday on december 3rd was the academy museum gala returning for its third year um, so just in case anybody doesn't know what this is, it serves as the Academy Museum of Motion Pictures Marquee Annual Fundraiser, and they raise funds to support museum exhibitions, education initiatives, and public programming.
1: It was jam-packed with celebrities. Yes.
0: Jam-packed. One of Hollywood's most star-studded nights. Oh, are you saying that, or did no. they say that in that article? The Hollywood Reporter. Oh, okay. Stariest uh, <laughs> nights is what the Hollywood <laughs> Reporter said.
1: Host Shima Oliyei was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest, and how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. So people wanted to know if there was any gossip from inside the Academy Gala. Um, As a publicist, did you hear about anything good that went on inside? Oh, I mean, I was there. You were there? Oh. I was, yes. Yeah.
2: Um, I love this event. I think it's better than the Oscars. I think it's better than the Met Gala. I love it. I think it's fabulous. To me, in my opinion, it is, it's It's the one night, at least, I feel like there's this feeling. And I think it's partially because of the setup and where it is and how they stage the carpet photos and the structure of the building. But it. it just, it feels like old Hollywood glamour. Um oh,
1: I love that. Which yeah, I love. Too. That's the vibe, old Hollywood. That's the vibe. Oh, yes. So love does that, that mean that they're everyone's kind of on their best behavior? I mean, what what is like the what is the alcohol situation? Are people drinking champagne? Are people getting tipsy is it a drinking event like are people partaking or are they oh yeah. sort of just yeah oh, there's okay. never
2: I would say that there are very few Hollywood events where people aren't <laughs> hitting the bottle
1: right well I feel like during the Oscars like during the actual ceremony I, when when you yes. compare it to the Golden Globes and mm-hmm. there's people that get like schlammered and start making <laughs> oh you can get
2: you can get pretty hammered at the Oscars I have really? myself oh.
1: okay so
2: there yes there are bars on each floor
1: Oh, so then I think that does mean that people are on their best behavior because you don't seem, see that same sort of, like, tomfoolery at the Oscars as you do as, at the Golden Globes. Unless you're Will Smith. Unless you're Will Smith. Good point. <laughs> okay, so back to this event. Yes. Um, I would say, say, and this is this is
2: very industry insider, um, but I think the biggest sort of the murmurs and the the cause for some, you know, side gossip was um an agent uh from CAA who had gotten into some trouble maybe about a month ago um when the um after October, uh the October attacks in Israel and and what's since been happening, um had posted some things on her Instagram page that many people found extremely offensive. Um, and she was removed from the CAA board, um, seemingly showed up to the event, uh, did carpet photos and seemed to not, um, be feeling any of the burden that, uh, a lot of people sort of, you know, I think she, she's left it, uh, interesting taste in a lot of people's mouths. I'll say that.
1: So does that mean when something like that happens and someone attends an event, do people like avoid her like the plague or was she mingling amongst She everybody? was mingling.
2: There was, there. I would say it was a bit icy at times. I think, you know, I, I thought it was an interesting choice after going through something like that to wear, you know, a very bright outfit and do the carpet, um, instead of maybe attend and lay low and, and make sure to attend to the relationships you have, or try to fix the ones that have been broken as a result of, of what had happened. Um, I'm not going to give commentary on what, what she did or, you know, whether I think she did something bad or something not bad. Uh, but, um, I know a lot of people within CAA, did not want to work with her at all uh after she posted the things that she did
1: so is she now unemployed
2: no she still works at ca she's still oh a, she just got
1: removed from the she's board. still there she just got removed from the board. got it yeah. got it got it got it okay Ooh, well that's juicy mm-hmm. people love like behind the, the scenes niche. Yeah, yeah like industry gossip because we don't like get a lot too. of that yeah. i feel like it's all about the celebs um I think you need to start a second arm for this stuff. (laughs) No, people do love it. I'm not kidding. Like they're going to be, well, we used
2: to have it. Like we used to have it with like Nikki Fink and you know,
1: yes. Nikki Fink is now it's missing. Right. Yes. People might not know that. Um, who would you say, like, this is not gossip, but in your opinion, like, looked the most stunning in person? I saw a lot of the gowns and a lot of the red carpet pictures. I mean, again, I
2: know I'm – I'm now I'm going to seem like a super fan, but I thought the Higham sisters were, like, unbelievably gorgeous in person.
1: Oh, okay. And Love they that. were all
2: – I think they were in uh, Louis Vuitton and they just looked – when you see the three of them together and they have such interesting features and...
1: Yes, I agree. They sort
2: of like start to look like each other, but then they look completely... <laughs> I was just mesmerized
0: by them.
1: Yeah. Um, Okay, great. What's next?
0: Last week's situation regarding tree pain.
1: So for those who missed it, um I was doing a segment on Instagram that is called You've Got Fucking Mail where people anon- anonymously submit tips and blind items through a website that is filtered on its own. That's why it's completely anonymous. I don't see email addresses unless people input the correct email address, although we can track IP addresses. I just want everyone to know that. Um... And somebody had sent in a bunch of emails during the segment about the release of Taylor's... So she re-released her song, You're Losing Me, so it was available for everyone to stream. And Jack Antonoff, her collaborating partner and friend, had posted something about when the writing of those song lyrics took place. And because he posted a specific date, it put into question the timeline of Taylor and Joe's relationship. This was what the fans were speculating based on his post. And also they were speculating the lyrics of this song, You're Losing Me, had something to do with her relationship with Joe. So, of course, everyone starts messaging like, what does this mean? You know, when did they actually break up? What what is the timeline? So that started up talk again about Taylor and Joe. OK. And someone sent in something. I responded to it. I'm not going to get into it. I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about. And um, Tree pain Taylor's publicist, screenshot my response and commented on it. And it became a huge news story. And that's really the whole story, I guess. Yeah. That's the whole story. What I want to ask you as a publicist are, are a couple things. The first thing is, let's say that something was printed about one of your clients and it wasn't true or accurate, or you believed it to not be true or accurate. How would you have handled the situation? Would you have taken to your own Twitter and debunked it in a way that, you know, really, you know, created a cyber warfare <laughs> against Against I, the account.
2: I have so much to say on this. Okay. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> buckle up. Okay.
2: Um I I saw that and I was completely blown away. Um a couple things just right off the bat. I think for the same purpose that I am being anonymous right now. Um is one, you know, publicists are never supposed to. Become the story. They're not supposed to be the story. They're supposed to protect their clients as best they can and kind of stay out of the fray. Now, I get with a client like Taylor Swift, it is often where publicists of that caliber are brought into the conversation. People know who they are, fine. But the fact that she would choose to kind of take you to task in that way when in my opinion, or what I would have done was message you directly or reach out to you, call you, whatever it is, and say, look, we don't want anything to do with this. This isn't helpful right now. Whatever the reason is, is there any way you'd be willing to cooperate or slow it down on this stuff?
0: Mm -hmm. Right? Like
2: that Mm -hmm. to me would have been the way to go. Now, what complicates this even more from my perspective is I know a few people who I trust implicitly who have confirmed that information, at least to me. So if there is a sliver of doubt that this commitment ceremony happened, if there's even a 0000.1 chance that it happened, the length that she went to to extinguish this puts her and Taylor at such an enormous risk because if it ever comes out that that happened, she's just killed all of her credibility mm-hmm. and she's done it publicly when she had, she would have had the opportunity to do it in a way that, that kind of protects her client, protects her, protects the relationship. I mean, I will say firsthand, I think you are an extremely, extremely, amazing resource to every single publicist if they are willing to form a relationship with you, be Mm -hmm. respectful, Mm -hmm. and you can be such an amazing, amazing tool because there is so much that is written about everyone's clients that is not right. So to be able to have access to somebody who has such an incredible following like you do and set the record straight and your fans, I mean, you've proven time and time again, not only are you accurate, you will say when you're not accurate. If something, right. you know, if 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 there's a turn of events or your information wasn't right, I haven't found you to be anything less than credible the entire time you've had your account, which makes somebody that. like me who's never even met you. I don't know your name. I don't know your face. I don't know anything about you, but I trust you. <laughs> right. Um, That, that's a huge mistake, I think, especially because of all the fans that are clearly very interested from a Taylor Swift perspective in your account to take that kind of a stance. I think it it was, it was truly mind blowing to me. And I think it's a huge
1: mistake. Okay. Let me ask you another question. Hypothetical. Like we don't even have to relate it to Taylor, but in a hypothetical situation, where you know it was another celebrity in the same in this same situation. If a celebrity, you're the publicist, and if a celebrity, you know, not forced but strong armed, a publicist to do something that you know we would categorize as reckless, would that if they said no or they fought back, do you think that would cost them their job? I'm just asking, like in a hypothetical situation.
2: Uh, <laughs> it's a great question. There are so many times where you know, a publicist will give a directive and the client will feel very, very differently about that directive. And a lot of the times the publicist will lose. They'll make their case, they'll use data, they'll say, this is why we think we should handle it this way. And at the end of the day, the client says no, and they've been briefed about all the potential consequences and fallout, and they still say, no, move forward with this, Mm -hmm. then it's on them right but at the same time i don't know any i have never personally had a conversation with any of the clients that i work with if the truth is one thing you cannot lie to the press or the media that it is anything other than what it is don't comment if it's the truth don't engage if it's the truth leave it as it is you cannot lie about the truth it will come back and bite you 10 times 100 times over
1: right i'm trying to just like think in my head if there if we've seen any instance instance of that happening. Ferris and I were talking about it before we started recording. And the only thing I could think of really was Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky, um, where he told the world, I did not sleep with that woman, or I, I did not right. have sexual relations with that woman. And then it was true, obviously. I mean, um, it's,
2: it's literally if you, I, I'm a dateline freak, I watch all the murder things. They bring in the suspect. The suspect says, I had nothing to do with it. I loved my wife, blah, 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 blah. And then they find out that person's having an affair. And then all of a sudden, (laughs) they become suspect number one because their credibility was shot at the first first line of questioning, right? Even if that person didn't end up doing it, they're going to look like they did it.
1: Right. You know, there's a lot I can't say about the situation. And there's a lot that I don't know about the situation. So, you know, those two things are just when I think about the situation, I'm just in a constant state of confusion um, because of those two combined things.
2: I also don't think that, to like, in this case, the onus on you in regards to this one thing that's being debated, it shouldn't rest solely on you. This is something, again, if I'm hearing it from people that have nothing to do with the media or are in the press or just sort of, you know, adjacent to things or people in the know, and they have an understanding of this. I just don't understand why, why it would make sense when I have to believe, I think Taylor's a genius for obvious reasons. I don't think she could be who she is if she wasn't. And, and I would, you know, considering the kind of career she's had and, and how hefty a job tree Payne's job must be in terms of wrangling her. It's just an astounding choice in my opinion. Um, to have to have drawn that line in the sand so publicly, um, yeah, yes. I find it I find it mind blowing.
1: Yeah, no, in her own words, I mean, like in her own words, I feel like... and again, becoming part of
2: the story, like
1: right, right. It just it, you it know. could have
2: been handled in a completely different way. But again, to your point, like you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You don't know who who necessarily says pull the trigger, do this. It may right. not have been. It may have come from somebody. It may not have even come from Taylor. I'm sure that there's, you know, a reporting structure when you have such an entity like Taylor. It may not always just be the two of them. It could be a bunch of people. There could be like even a board situation that we don't know about of people that weigh in on decisions like this. We oh, thought really? it was a good do, idea.
1: Do, do big celebrities have boards?
2: Like- they don't have necessarily boards, but a lot of them do have, you know, if it's like, if if there's a crisis situation or something that, you know, needs addressing, it it is, in my experience, it's like the lawyer, the manager, the agent.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: in Taylor's case, it wouldn't surprise me if her parents were somewhat involved. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's a world where she just did that on a whim and nobody knew about it. Now, if it blows up, I guarantee you <laughs> It will fall on her and fall on her solely, and she's going to have to eat it.
1: The only thing that, to just to your point of what you just said, is that I believe they were in London at the time that she tweeted, Um, and it was very early in the morning, because it was I think around eight or nine p.m. here, East Coast, so it was very early in the morning when that tweet went out. So maybe it was something, you know. I again, I don't know. This is just my speculation, my opinion. Could have been but something at, that was on a whim.
2: At the same time, if it goes wrong or it's it's somebody decides to come out and say who's who's reputable or knows something and, and proves that statement wrong,
0: mm-hmm.
2: nobody else who was involved in that decision is going to take the hit for it. The only person that is going to take the hit for it is going to be her.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. And that's, that's sometimes just part of the job. So sometimes when those decisions are made, even if she fought tooth and nailed it, to say, I don't want to do this or I don't right. think this is right. She did it. So if, if there, if there needs to be some sort of reckoning with that statement at some point, it's going to fall on her.
1: Um, well, I just wanted your insight on the situation. So clearly, I, I have pre- no thoughts on the matter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure a lot of publicists, publicists do, you know, I did, I did hear from a lot of people privately after it happened. Um, you know, a lot of people had opinions and thoughts on it. So you know uh, I, I was not yeah. surprised at what you just said. but um,
2: we never know like that's the truth. and i I've even in in some of the decisions, I think, and I know you've said this before, like everybody thinks that they're a PR expert. And so even the right decision sometimes, there's always going to be people who feel like it was the wrong one. And at the end of the day, you're in service of your client, and if your client feels good about it and thinks that that was the right thing to do, then then you've done your job. Um, And if if you know if she does have a team that weighs in on things like that and everybody's aligned, then then so be it.
1: Right. Um, we don't know. But like there's so said, much. There's yeah.
2: so much that goes into decisions that happen. Statements things that, you know, during times of crisis that need addressing, like it's never just one person calling the shots. right? And so sometimes publicists do get unfairly, <laughs> yeah.
1: you know, they,
2: they do get the brunt of it if something doesn't go over well, but it doesn't always mean it was their decision. And I right. definitely, I think, you know, when we sit at our publicist, you know, witching brews, And we talk about these things like that's one of the hardest parts of the job is is sometimes you do have to put something forth or take a directive that isn't entirely your own or something that you wholeheartedly can stand behind. But the job calls for it.
1: That can't be easy. I, I mean, that to me, really this difficult. sounds like the hardest yeah. job out uh, there for anyone who wants to yeah. be a celebrity publicist. I have anxiety Plus, just yeah, same. I have run, about it. Run about the it other too.
2: way. Run the other way.
1: It sounds really, really challenging. Hide your kids. Hide yeah. your wife. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, this is all I'm going to speak on this situation. Uh, again, there's a lot I can't say. Just like we don't know like we're speculating and giving our opinion about what was going on on their side. Like, you know, nobody knows what was going on, on my side, you know, and there's things that I can't say. Um, but in conclusion, I am personally not a liar and I think we could leave it at that. I don't think you're a liar.
2: Okay, a you. non-please, a non-please who's not you, <laughs> says that you're not a lie, but no, I mean, it's, it's the relationship between journalists and publicists. Is a really complicated one. And it's a dance. And at the end of the day, publicists have to serve their clients Mm -hmm. and journalists have to serve their editors or their papers or their Mm -hmm. bosses, the larger, you know, networks, whatever it is. You sometimes you meet in the middle, sometimes you understand each other. Sometimes you like I think I've been able to do more good and put out more fires working with somebody in a professional way, in a respectful way, than I ever have if I've met them with any sort of angst or animosity or, you know, drama. I think it was a missed opportunity to not just handle that behind the scenes. I don't know how it benefits anybody. In fact, her response to it, again, only brought more attention and more eyes to it.
1: A lot more. Some people didn't even know the the rumor existed. <laughs> I didn't know it right. was a big deal. So I, again
2: it's, you never become the story. You, you stay on the sidelines. It's not, you know, I, I would love to do this as, as, you know, who I am. My, my team would be over the moon. They'd be so excited. (laughs) My mom would be so proud, but you know, you, I can't. Right. I, I, you just, you just. It's not about you. It's not about you.
1: It's not about me. Okay. Well, thank you for that perspective. Let's just end the episode, end the episode with a few, um, tidbits that came in hot off the presses. When you look at bags of dog food, you see pictures of bright carrots and juicy steaks. But when you open the bag, all you get are burnt, smelly pellets. Dog food needs some fresh thinking. Eating processed food for every meal isn't healthy. Dogs will eat anything. Just because they'll eat it Does it mean it's healthy food? This is why I love Farmer's Dog. It's real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. Just tell them about your dog and they'll deliver personalized, vet-developed recipes for as little as $2 a day. Meals arrive in pre-portioned, ready-to-serve packs conveniently delivered on your schedule. Dog people all across the country have ordered millions of meals from the farmer's dog. It's never been easier to invest in your dog's health with fresh food. We have partnered with farmer's dog for a while and have stayed loyal because of the farmer's dog commitment to quality always. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash D-E-U-X-U. That's 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash do you. Ferris, what do you think one of the biggest health challenges?
0: Oh, for sure. Weight management. Exactly.
1: Yo-yo dieting, losing weight, putting it back on.
0: Trying the latest fad, it not working. Exactly. Feeling like a
1: failure. Feeling like a failure is the worst feeling when it comes to weight loss. And then getting discouraged. What if I told you I knew of something that could help with this?
0: I would 100% want to know. The
1: Rowe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes. So you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average
0: and actually keep it off. That's amazing. And I love how it's. Over a year. That's so important for sustainability. Exactly. The slow weight loss. The slow burn.
1: (laughs) Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. Medication costs are separate. That's R-O dot C-O slash D-E-U-X. The first one is somebody messaged me. Is it true Martin Short and Meryl Streep are dating? If it's true, that (laughs) is about the cutest couple ever. (laughs) And there's hope for us older people. I thought Martin Short was married. I'm pretty um, sure he is. Yeah. So, I mean, I think probably this is just a, a rumor Rumor, perhaps started by the um, Only Murders in the Building fan base because they do play love interests on the last season of that show. And it was excellent for anyone who hasn't watched uh, the most recent season. It's really good.
2: Also, I, I would just say if though, you know, that rumor about her and Idris is true, then, like, Martin Short is kind of a completely different direction for her.
1: But have you watched the season? Because they're so... Yes, the, cu- okay, yes, They're they're so very cute together. together. I, okay, he's not I married. I think that's part of the oh. charm. He's not? No. Did his oh, wife his, pass away? Yes. Lady? His wife passed away. He's not married. Yeah. His wife passed away. Oh, I, I would agree with you if I hadn't watched the last season. Um, there's something this is so crazy there is something really like attractive and sexy about the character he plays on that show i don't know what it is oh okay. i think
2: he's the best i yeah. would date martin
1: short <laughs> no i'm telling uh, you have you watched it I, I just i
2: haven't i just think it doesn't like it doesn't necessarily fit the bill for her i don't know why i don't know her but i
1: i don't know we don't know. Anyway, I, I just had to read it. I had to put that out there into the universe because if it is true, um, again, this is an unconfirmed mm-hmm. rumor. Actually, it's just a question that somebody's asking. Um, that I said I have not heard that. Um, it 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 would in fact indeed be the cutest couple ever. If, if and then he would true. be sexiest man alive. Nothing yes,
0: totally. 2024.
1: 100%. Yeah, totally. Twenty twenty four. One hundred percent. Um, somebody also sent in an email anonymous. Although it looks like the email they used to submit is legit. That looks like a legit email now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if I needed to follow up. But this person alleges that Elizabeth Chambers and Cord Overstreet were having dinner together in the Grand Cayman. And they were seen together again at breakfast and lunch over the past few weeks. The island is buzzing. By the way, I don't know if people know this, but Cayman Islands is like a hotbed of activity not just with celebrities but it is like it is the kansas city of the caribbean got out you've been I, no i'm talking about as far as like gossip people submitting oh, information okay, okay. yeah information like you know them them
0: they're on the pulse they're on
1: the pulse yeah so yeah the kansas city of the caribbean sent this in <laughs> sent this i love in. that <laughs> um oh. i have no idea there's no picture evidence but what an interesting couple, Elizabeth Chambers mm. and Cord Overstreet. And then the biggest story of this week, which I I'm coming up nuts, as we say around here, <laughs> is Sabrina Carpenter and Barry Keoghan were spotted by the paparazzi together leaving someplace. I believe it was a restaurant. You know, I've asked around; nobody knows. Somebody did offer this insight that Barry was part of the London group when Taylor was dating Joe. So when Taylor Swift was dating Joe, Barry was part of that group. Sabrina opened for Taylor, so maybe Taylor introduced them. That's what this person is just like putting together. Putting together. Yeah. They don't know for sure, but because everyone's like, "Whoa, this is a very unexpected couple." Three unexpected couples three, at the end. Three here. unexpected couples. They were. They went out
2: and. Brentwood, right?
1: I think so, yes. were seen in Brentwood? Yes.
2: I feel like that's like a very – it's an interesting choice.
1: Why is that? Brentwood's
2: – just Brentwood's a, mostly families and is a little bit more low-key than like a West Hollywood or Beverly Hills, Silver Lake area where I think a lot of these other, you know, budding couples usually are seen out together.
1: Yes. It, it was Brentwood. They it went was on yeah. a romantic dinner date on Saturday in Brentwood. Yeah, now I want to know yeah. what what restaurant they were at. There's a katsu in Brent Brentwood. That's really good, really good sushi. I'll find them. I'll get actually, on it. Actually, actually, I could probably find out where they were. I could find out what mm. I don't know why this is relevant. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to know I think where all the celebrities them. eat. Yeah, yeah. Um, which actually, there's one more thing that I want to just quickly talk about because everyone's asking me. Um, because I, I mentioned it briefly in the Q and A, but I didn't post the video. There is someone on TikTok who made a video about meeting Zach Braff on Raya, and what that experience was like. And mm. I didn't want to po- I didn't want to post the video because every time um, somebody makes a video about dating a celebrity, specifically Raya, and I post it, then it you know then the headlines start. And I didn't want to I didn't want to start trouble for this girl. Um, it, it's public, like you could see it. On TikTok. I just didn't want to bring attention to her name. Um, So I'll just describe what she said in the video. Basically, she met him on Raya. They had a bunch of, uh, you know, back and forth on text. They were going to meet for dinner or drinks. She picked the place and it was near where she worked. She was on a photo shoot that day. So the place that she picked was near where she worked. He walked in. They stayed for about 10 minutes. It was like, Really awkward, she said. She barely got a word out because he was just like, you know, right when he sat down, she said that he said something along the lines of, you know, you're really great. You'll definitely find someone amazing. You're so gorgeous. And she was like, oh, I guess this means we're not compatible. And then he was like, I'm sorry, I can't like sit here anymore. I can't be here anymore. And he throws down money on the table and leaves. And she goes outside. To say goodbye, and he's just like, "You're great, but if this is the type of place that you choose to meet, <gasps> we're really incompatible." I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what he was saying. What was okay, it in well, Brentwood? No, <laughs> no, it's in New York City. So oh, my New whole York thing City. is because, like, you know, I just I'm I'm on the restaurant tip. I don't, I don't know if you guys know. I'm you know I'm starting an app. Um, it's gonna be a lot of uh, restaurants are going to be on the app. So I want to know, like, where was this
0: unacceptable unacceptable restaurant
1: slash bar in New York city? And somebody asked her in the comments and she said it was Joppa's 38, which is like my all time favorite karaoke bar in Midtown, which is actually sort of like a New York city institution. If you've lived in New York city for a long time. Yeah. And, it's a karaoke bar and it's definitely like not upscale, I would say divey, but iconic nonetheless. And I just thought it was so funny out of all places. That was it. And it also just goes to show you like, he can't really just go with the flow, can mm, he? Right. He got all
0: jammed he up. He got all jammed <laughs> up. <laughs> he was like, Am I going to have to sing? Or? Yeah. Well, wow. I, I don't know.
1: Maybe he got nervous, but I mean, he's a performer. So I feel yeah. like, but so he I hightailed mean, he it out of there. He sings in that T
0: Mobile commercial. Oh, he does! I didn't even know that. Okay, I didn't know that either. Okay, if I tell
2: you that I I like always have the TV on like mindlessly, and it's him and the other guy who I can't remember Donald Faison. From, yes. Uh scrubs and they are singing together and I have heard the commercial a million times and the other day I looked up and I saw that it was both of them and I was like holy shit and he was good he was good yeah was he good it (laughs) was very (laughs) it was very good but you know what at the same time I'm sure she could have been like you know you did a T-Mobile commercial and I'm (laughs) a Verizon stan so like I'm not I can't sit here anymore yeah that's weird it
1: was it was just a funny story um But people, you know, now they love this. They love the Raya stories. Also, the fact that it was Joppa's 38. Shout out to Joppa's. Justice for Joppa's. Anyone who is listening who Mm -hmm. lives in New York, um, who's an old-time New Yorker like myself... Well, no, exactly this place. Because I posted that that was the restaurant. and People were like, oh, my God, I love Joppa. Someone was like, I had my 15th birthday party
0: there. <laughs> oh, where is it? What part of town? It's, it it is in Midtown. Oh, it's it's Midtown. on 38th Street. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: Joppa's 38. It's on 38th Street. Okay. I also received a DM. Someone said that they knew someone who went out with Zach. He met her on Raya. And kind of something similar happens.
2: I'm going to go back and see look through paparazzi shots of him and Florence leaving certain restaurants to get an idea of his taste.
1: Okay. Well, I think... Is he an investor in Catch LA? Or did I make that up?
2: I don't know. Maybe.
1: I I think he is, and I also know he had a restaurant in New York called The Mermaid Inn, I believe it was called. Um, So... And he also, you know, where he's seen a lot, Salt's Cure. I hate that place. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> you, oh no! Um, yeah, <laughs> he's seen there a lot, you know, for brunch or whatnot. But yeah, like I don't know. I guess listen, Jop is thirty eight. Like I get it. it. It could be jarring to meet someone there for a first date. I think but at it's the, fun. It, at the same time, again, just like go with the flow, buddy, and it and it's fun. And I've had some great, great nights there.
0: Well, wait, but I feel like that's a good move, though, on her part, because if he couldn't handle that, then he's not for her either. No, totally. You know I, mean? I think in the end, she was
1: fine with it. I just think that I think that this whole story took place in like a 10 minute period. So it was like a whirlwind for her. And she yeah. Was yeah. Kind of just like what just happened. Oh, yeah. No, no. You know what for I mean? Sure. So which is why she was retelling the story, maybe to get it off her chest and putting yeah. it on social media. Um. But anyway, it was it was funny. I just want to let everyone know because I won't be posting the video. Um, but everyone was asking, so.
0: I love that. I love it. Too. reminds me of the John Mayer spicy pasta story. Oh yes,
1: John Mayer spicy pasta. He ordered <laughs> such <laughs> spicy pasta. This, this is too spicy. Just take it back. <laughs> <laughs> oh god.
0: Uh,
2: okay. Something well, tells me he just wanted to mess with somebody.
0: For I feel like
2: that's I mean, kind maybe. of his humor. I don't, yeah, know. I don't yeah,
1: know. Yeah. yeah. See that. Maybe. I um, will oh, right, well, thank you so much for yes. being here for thank giving us you. your insight. Um, we loved having you. Come back anytime.
0: Thanks, Anon, please. Yeah,
1: thank you, Anon, please.
0: Thank
2: you. I'm so thrilled and excited. And um, no one, I can't get in trouble because nobody can find me.
1: Nobody could find you. That's right. You're Anon, please.
0: You
1: <laughs> um, okay, you guys, thank you so much. We'll see you thank next time. Thank you. This has been a production of Cadence 13, an Odyssey studio. New episodes of Do You will air every Thursday. See you next week.